0: When last we left the Gun Show Podcast, the boys were talking about FBI, nine millimeter, and EOTech returns.
1: You know, I said that would be a good idea, but <laughs> it turns out it wasn't. I might leave it in there, it a but yeah. Idea. <laughs> the way you rehearsed it originally was very, very different than that.
0: <laughs> hey, you got to give them different levels. Really wasn't you so never passive really gonna...
1: aggressive when you first told me about it. Passive
0: aggressive. <laughs> Yeah, right. so we talked about the FBI switching over to 9mm, which is like a, it's like a thing. It's like a big deal. It's like basically what happens in the, um, in the, uh, law enforcement world is the FBI spends all the money researching and all the money doing things and picking, you know, guns, ammo, tactics, you know, uh, body armor, et cetera. And then everybody else follows suit. So what the FBI does is a big deal. If the FBI chooses Glocks, all of a sudden, Glock sales go through the roof. If the FBI chooses 10 millimeter, all of a sudden, we have 10 millimeter on the
1: market. Right. If the FBI chooses 40, hey, everybody's choosing well, 40 it Smith was, Wesson. It was the fact that – the big deal is the fact that the FBI wanted this caliber, right? I mean, this was – well, after extensive study,
0: the FBI decided that 9mm was the best duty caliber for a handgun. Let's go
1: back into the history of it, though. Originally, they wanted the forty because they said that the 9mm was the reason some of their agents got killed in a firefight, correct?
0: Well, you've got to go back further than that. We're talking old school, right? Let's,
1: let's go back yeah, there, there a, was, a good way. There was a shootout in Miami
0: between the FBI and some very bad people, and some FBI agents got killed. This is 1986, I want to say. I, Google I mean, Right it. around there. It's pretty. It's pretty impressive what happened in
1: this gunfight. There's fight. a whole breakdown of this.
0: Yeah, there's a whole breakdown of who shot whom the, with what. And they did a. I think the FBI yeah. did a video. There was a lot of 38 specials right. back then, and right. some people got shot with 38 specials. And the gunfight wasn't ended until an agent was able to shoot the bad guys in important places with a 12 gauge shotgun. Okay. Right. So, the FBI went back, looked at this gunfight, decided that these guys had absorbed some thirty eight special rounds, and that they needed to go with a a they needed to to start scientifically looking at terminal ballistics to choose a caliber for the FBI to use and Out of that first set of tests came the ten millimeter so uh, the FBI adopted the ten millimeter and quickly realize that it's a monster caliber huge <laughs> and that less statured and let's face it uh less uh, uh gun skilled uh Individual, agents right. yeah yeah i mean let's face it if you do the bare minimum at the FBI academy and then do the bare minimum qualifications when you get out You're not really a gunfighter. You're an FBI agent who also knows how to use a gun, and that goes for almost any Uh, kind who also has a gun. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not singling out FBI. I'm just singling out uh, law enforcement
1: types in general. No, you can singling out anyone. Oh, you buy a gun, and just because you have, you just own a gun, that doesn't mean law enforcement. Right, you can be defending your house with it. It's the same thing.
0: Yeah, if you qualify once a year, twice a year, you know, you're not a gunfighter with that gun. So, uh, the 10 millimeter proved to be uh, a problematic when it came to. The FBI using it uh all the way across the thing, so they they got with Smith and Wesson, and they came up with the forty Smith and Wesson, which is basically a shortened ten millimeter uh, that became the firearm of choice, the FBI till about now so i uh, you know the forty the Glock uh, twenty two and forty Smith and Wesson is probably the ubiquitous duty gun in uh, America uh, to this day because the FBI chose 40 Smith & Wesson as the ultimate uh, duty round, and the Glock as a good, solid duty platform, and the rest is, like they say, history. Now, fast forward to modern times, and bullet technology has advanced leaps and bounds, and lots of people, including the Gun Show podcast, recommend 9mm over 40.
1: Break down bullet technology. When you say that, what do yeah. you mean exactly? What has advanced so much from putting a lead core with a copper jacket and shoving it into a brass cylinder closed on one end with a primer filled with powder?
0: Basically, what's happened in the last 20, 30 years is that uh, firearms manufacturers and engineers, bullet engineers have focused on this terminal ballistics of of modern ammunition. So they've taken bullets and they've done things to them and put different jackets on them and cut the jackets in certain ways and pre-cut them and post-cut them and bonded the lead to the jackets and done all sorts of crazy stuff with me plats and jackets and bonding and uh, at what uh, feet per second the bullet actually starts to open up expand expand right so so, well,
1: Scott, listen. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. All I needed was they've made it more better, and that was really <laughs> so. That was the answer I was looking for. Really.
0: So nowadays, um, many people like us here at the Gun Show Podcast recommend that you don't choose your caliber by you know any sort of terminal ballistics. You choose because nine millimeter forty and forty five ACP are basically. Uh, the equivalent uh when it comes to terminal ballistics of one another the equivalent of one another when it yeah, comes to Yeah with, with the
1: powder yeah. upgrades and everything they've gotten it to the same yeah. point low right? flash
0: powders the bullet uh performance is the same because they've they figured out a way
1: to the to make the bullets work at the different speeds yeah. that they, they travel at and and in I, some cases you can actually have a 9mm hit harder than like a 40 or 45 at a certain distance just because of its Kinetic energy, correct? Something well, along those lines. Yeah, hitting harder really doesn't matter same, in this I case. I just mean yeah. you can, it can you can carry the same energy. How about that? Is that
0: now energy is a function of feet per second and the weight of the bullet, right? So forty is always going to win because it's a little heavier going fast. And this is why we have Scott on the show. And <laughs> what you're thinking of is terminal ballistics. That's why we say it acts the same when it gets there because okay, yes. it opens up to about half an inch, no matter which round we're using give or take a wiggle, and it penetrates between 12 and 14 inches of ballistic gelatin, give or take so a wiggle. So ballistically, they are, they are exactly so the same. Similar, or, there's, yeah, it, very They're so similar, it, it doesn't matter. So shot placement becomes more important than which caliber you choose, and we've always said that on right. the show. Right, we always said that. Well, the FBI finally started listening to our show, <laughs> and... <laughs> we don't really want to talk about why, but they did start listening. <laughs> we, we got a court order, though. We don't think they're listening anymore. Uh, no, uh, but... Uh, but the FBI finally did extensive, exhausting, exhaustive testing with modern bullets, and have come to the same conclusion. A lot of us have out here, you know, who had the uh, the convenience of not being a giant political machine that has to, you know, encompass all things uh, law enforcement. It has so
1: have like twelve
0: chains of command. Yeah, I can't even get, imagine get the money set aside. Yeah. Well, do we have the enough money, money for testing? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the results, interpreting the results. I mean, you all that's to, political,
1: I'm it, sure. In, in the government, you'd have to hire a whole new department to bring that up and probably talk about it and discuss it. Oh, it probably takes forever. To the 9mm versus 40 Ballistic Testing Squad in the 11th Division. <laughs> the what? Yeah, yeah, something like that. No,
0: no, I heard that's what it was. Yeah. So the FBI chose Gold Dot G2, which is... So new, I have only seen it at SHOT Show, <laughs> uh, but it's basically the gold dot with a elastomer-filled tip, uh, kind of like the Hornady critical-duty critical-defense ammo. So uh, it looks like they're going to go with 147-grain gold dot, according to uh, according to the internets here, which I have no reason to doubt it. They can't put it on the internet if it's not true. Do you check Wikipedia?
1: I don't know what that is. Mm. Yeah, I don't think I get that the on the The unofficial phone. official source of everything known in the universe? So, and listen, guys. If everybody would just don't. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, we would
0: like your feedback on the FBI switching to nine millimeter. Just jump on uh, the the internet's there and go to Facebook.com/slash/GunShowPodcast. Uh, leave us a message yeah. or write something on our wall. Listen, I've been looking at this wall all day, and there's nothing written on it.
1: That's not how that works. That's not how
0: any of this works. I'm gonna unlike you if you keep that up. (laughs)
1: Fine with me. You're not an admin any longer.
0: So write, so write something on our wall. uh, Send us a message. uh, Tweet us. uh, Instagram
1: us. Is -hmm. it Instagram? Is that a verb now? Okay.
0: Is it imaginative? I've
1: been Instagrammed at us. I think at us. Yeah, that's how you. (laughs) That's how you tag someone Instagram, isn't it? At. at Oh, at TheGunShowPodcast.com? That's Twitter. Oh. Do both. Hashtag. No. Do both. Do all three. We don't want to be a hashtag. I think we are. Well, that's fine with me. (laughs) Well, you know, changing from the 40 to the 9mm, you really don't have a big change in the size of the handguns like you do when you go to a forty five.
0: But we no the hole is a different size.
1: Well, the hole, yeah. But the the gun itself usually fits in the same frame, same, same width slide. The nine millimeter and the forty are usually shared between the two. Yeah, but yeah. But the forty five, you usually get a little bump across the board. Yes. Well, we always have this question, and I'm always dealing with this. But concealed carry clothing always comes up. Yes. So though you might now be moving to nine millimeter. You still need to find a way to conceal and carry your gun.
0: Right, and thanks to Charles for the question. Uh, mad Cushy Props virtual high five. All right. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, concealed carry clothing. Now, uh, the thing about concealed carry clothing is that it's different for everybody. everybody. Everybody's got to figure out their own thing.
1: You know uh, nice no, guy to be but, personal, but not bring yeah. personal stuff up wait you have you've dealt with a, a change a change, yeah, you've gotten skinnier, oh, um, I thought you were gonna say when I got married no no, i was no. gonna say yeah, so you're I had to dress different yeah <laughs> so but your your whole clothing scheme had to change, and what you how you could carry it yeah even.
0: yeah, yeah, uh I mean com- before when I was larger, I found myself uh inside the waistband you know at the uh let's see what time is it uh 3 4 o'clock position and i and found yeah, myself right handed yeah. so or i found myself with pocket carry which i found very convenient especially with the pants that i like to wear now that doesn't work for everybody if you wear a certain kind of pants where you can't pocket carry a decent sized gun you know that doesn't work for you. You, you so that's why i say these things are personal however When I lost a lot of weight, and I mean a lot, when I lost a lot of weight, I went down a couple of pants sizes. He lost like a small human. Yeah. When that happens, you all of a sudden have carry options that weren't open to me before. Like uh, I I found myself that I could appendix carry now in perfect comfort.
1: But you're also limited in some of the ways to carry now, too.
0: Yeah, I mean... Because
1: of the way the shirts used to fall over you. Yes, yeah. And where you you would have kind of a, a... I
0: could get away with you like an outside
1: the waistband a, yeah. with a t-shirt. Yeah, because you would have a void. Yeah. You'd have a void between your body and, and the your shirt. shirt. Yeah. But now that shirt hangs flatter yeah. against you. Yes. So one of the things I will say is to never think that you can conceal carry with workout style clothing. It so would be I have very like, difficult. I'm, I have not, a I'm Magellan not saying shirt. never. I have I a Magellan yeah. shirt, which is it's a fishing shirt. That's what it's. You buy it, it's in the market for fishing. Oh, sure, yeah. Okay, so it's kind of this lightweight, fake material. You print. You print whether the wind's blowing on you or not. It's just Mm. there. So you have to kind of pick and choose what's going to work and what's not going to work. Sure.
0: And I found uh, that with some holsters, I can actually put a T-shirt or an undershirt, I'm sorry, in between my overshirt and that. Yes. Yeah, and some clothes. I have to wear like a jacket over it. There's, there's no with whichever holster combination we're talking about. What you got to figure out what works for you. That's why we all end up with a box of holsters, (laughs) and we all end up dressing different and carrying our gun to different places to see what works, and sometimes switching guns. And that's why a a closet (laughs) full of clothes, right, guys. No, So that's why a lot of people go with a smaller and smaller gun, and that's why the little tiny concealed carry blasters are so popular because they're easier to conceal around the way you dress as opposed to dress around the way you conceal. Yes, I agree. there are some hard and fast truths, though, that I think uh, we can all agree on and that if you follow these things, it'll make things easier. One of the truths is... Uh, get a really solid, good gun belt. Not a not a solid, good belt, because belts are for holding up your pants. If we're wearing a gun, now we need one to hold
1: up our pants with a gun. So that's one right. of the important things. Um, and they're a- they also may not be solid enough for you to draw from, too. Like, I've had really loose, like, limp leather belts. Yeah. Or it, some people, you can't get away with wearing a... What is it, a cloth belt, like a rope-style belt? Yeah, 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 yeah. You, know, woven, you can't get Flimsy a woven belts, belt. Not, yeah. not, you can get away with a woven belt, but if you get that woven look, like a lot of cops, they're mm-hmm. still lined with something.
0: I tell you what, it is, it is so much easier to buy a good, solid belt and skimp on the holster if you're just trying something out than it is to buy a really good holster and put it on a junk belt.
1: Yeah, you'll make that yeah, holter, if, holster yeah. seem like it's junk.
0: Yeah, it won't work for you. Yeah. I, 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 it'll I have flop out. It'll yes. it'll yes. sit
1: weird on your body. Yeah, no.
0: And uh, you know, for recommendations on gun belts, I mean, there there's all sorts of good stuff that works for all different people. Uh, you know, uh, Magpole now the cool so you yeah, magpole makes stuff. I they make try-
1: leather ones, and- they make a leather
0: one with biothane and a biothane one by itself. That I'm gonna try. So, you've one. got both. You've got the first spear, expedition. I've tried all those, I can recommend them. 511 makes a decent biothane belt. Uh, if you want to go leather, there are just so
1: many choices. There's also a lot of guys online, small um veterans. That have come back and they started little businesses where they're making belts. Yes, Um yes. I can't recommend one because the one that I did purchase my favorite belt through, uh, they're no longer in business. But Aww. there are plenty of those out there. Yeah, and you sure. can always Or your just, local leather. Maker. Yeah, yeah. You can always yeah. just look them up and try to find something. You don't always have to go with the name brand if you don't sure. feel like it.
0: Yeah, there, there are. There are, like you said, the name brands easy to recommend because you can say, hey, go buy this and then you'll end up with a good product. If you've
1: got a small company or any of those, you know, let us know. You, know. you can always post that on our wall. Hey, and, yeah, uh, if you want us, us to
0: talk about your stuff, uh, we're always open to new stuff. We love supporting small business owners, and we love yeah. supporting
1: the industry. And as soon as you message us, we'll give you the T&E address and <laughs> uh, all that fun stuff.
0: Yeah, if you've got a box of stuff to send us, please message us now. Uh, Nobody messaged us, man. I don't
1: know. This is not. It's not live, Scott. You said this was like radio on the internet. It is like radio on the internet, just with an with with like a forty-eight hour delay. Oh, yeah. So I just gotta wait. Yeah, you're so disheartened. Okay, waiting. So So destroyed. All right. Um, So so
0: concealed carry clothing. There isn't really any. "Quote unquote concealed carry clothing." You can yes, dress.
1: There is. Oh wait, there is. There
0: is. There's one pair of bands Yes. <laughs> well,
1: one no. Pair there, of no I mean, there's, there's some. Shirts. There's a few things out there that are specific for concealed carry. Remember? But I notice they still only fit very specific applications. Well, yes. So you always in
0: that. Yeah. S and S Precision makes a pair of jeans that has built-in.
1: Uh, I want those so holsters. Bad. They're expensive. I know. That's. I
0: don't know if they work because they're so expensive. Did you, hey, did you
1: hear me? I said I want. I didn't say I've owned and I've tried those. I said I want. Those. I, I want to try them. So uh yeah, but uh, they're, paired, they're a pair. They're a good looking pair of jeans that have built-in
0: holsters inside them, and it looks like they'd work. I don't know S and S stuff works, so Every I have to I'm- assume this stuff would. Uh, but do you remember, the shirts? There are different shirts you can yeah, get that yeah. are undershirts that have like holsters yep. and things in them, and that they works. have a lot
1: of body fitted ones for women, like garter belts or like like belly band, things. belly bands.
0: Lots of people like belly bands.
1: Yeah, and and they make a lot of these. They make a lot of them for women too, and it's not just yes. women. But these are kind of uh, they kind of look lingerie ish almost. So you could kind of get away with it if you work oh, in an office yeah, or something. Okay. It doesn't look like you just are wearing whatever you want to wear you Mm -hmm, know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and a lot of times those have um outline hiding type designs
0: yeah that's one thing i found in pocket holsters and other types of carry you want to kind of a bump doesn't make anybody go hey what what's
1: what's that bump right a gun shaped bump makes people go is that a gun and bang it makes people go it's a gun (laughs) so you have to keep that in mind Last show, we did
0: tease about EOTech returns, and what we had found was uh, the people who got in early on sending in their EOTechs, no questions asked, uh, were getting checks. So about this time, everybody should have their checks back. Now, I don't know how long that process is going to take if you were kind of on the tail end of sending your EOTech in for a full refund, Uh because evidently EOTech had to hire extra trucks and extra people. And outsource the check cutting because they had to cut so many checks to people. Oh, man. Uh, I wonder what the stock looks like for them. Well, right now. I don't know if it's a coincidence or not, but EOTech is looking for people to work there. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know
1: if they've done a little
0: house cleaning over the EOTech
1: thing. So yeah, did they do house cleaning, or did people run to the I think end of the carrier, cross their arms, cross their legs, and jumped? I mean, that's what I'm wondering. <laughs> that could be true, too. You never know. No, you never know. Uh, yeah,
0: but L3 they, is and hiring. They were, they were if, looking pretty light yeah.
1: out at a SHOT Show. They they had the voodoo line, which I haven't heard much of since Shot Show. You know, I I might we might reach out to them and see if they'll send us some of that stuff to look at. Because I will tell you, I did I did like that glass. Uh, you know? yeah, I was real impressed by the
0: the little one and the medium one. The big one, uh, it was it was there was nothing wrong with it, but yeah, at uh, its price point, there's a lot of other stuff
1: in there, and I'd yeah. want to compare it. That's, you know yeah, what I mean? That's what yeah, I mean. yeah. <clears throat> I just have to stop dropping scopes it helps they last longer yeah that way. that's so. why i'm not a big fan of expensive scopes speaking of dropping scopes if you're gonna drop a
0: scope make sure it says aim point on it <laughs> why <laughs> because it won't hurt it
1: are you sure i'm Positive. Okay. You know how many times I've dropped my scopes? As long as it doesn't break the glass or something like that, is what you're trying to well, say. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. I recently heard it, it, but I, they're designed yeah? to be very strong. Well, they're very robust. Scott's not giving you advice. I tell to drop you what,
0: scope. If you have a comp M4, you could probably toss it across
1: the room. You and Probably could. Fun. Oh yeah. Uh, but uh, I thought you could do that with this one that I had. <laughs>
0: <you>? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't aim pointish. So it the, hit the concrete <laughs> really, really hard. That might hurt everything, though. I don't know. That wasn't uh speaking of hitting the concrete really hard, I awesome. did recently get my hands on uh one of those tiny little Trijicon uh 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 RMRs. That's the word I wanted RMR. Whoo! And I'm gonna put it on a pistol. Yes. So I've got an RMR that I don't think is right. Now for those we talked about red dots on pistols, Wait, here what do you before. mean you don't think it's right? Uh, the RMR that I have is the dual, let's see, dual power RMR. It's okay. like the RMR 07 so or something. So like no. it runs tritium off
1: battery and sunlight or tritium? It runs off tritium and
0: sunlight. So it's got fiber optic for sunlight and tritium for no sunlight, right? Okay. The problem is it is not made for a fighting gun. If you, uh, are in low light and are shooting into high light, like you're inside right. your hallway in the middle of the night, and you're lighting up the bad guy at the end of the hallway. Your reticle's gone. There's no reticle. There's absolutely no reticle. It's like I don't uh, used to be here. When it go? turn the light it's, on first. It's right around
1: here. This is, listen, <laughs> this is you're. This is just like armchair problems, dude. <laughs> no, it's not.
0: <laughs> You shine the gun down the hallway, you pop the light on, and there's no
1: reticle. It's it's terrible. You know, I think they designed it for when the uh, bad guy's pointing a flashlight at you. That's when you know there's an active threat. Wait, I got to see how that works. He points a flashlight with a gun at you. Then you're like, oh, this is legitimately.
0: No? No, I'm going to try this RMR, the the dual powered RMR, in a a long gun application, right? To see how that goes. Maybe a shotgun, maybe an AR 15. We'll see. But. Uh, I got an LED RMR to replace an that LED. Arm. LED. RMR, wow. There are two types of LED RMRs. There's one that's kind of like self-adjusting, and there's one that you can adjust with buttons on it. Okay. Uh, Evidently, the one with buttons on it is preferred, but it's more expensive, so I got this one at a really great deal. You would
1: almost think that the one with the photosensitive lens that would auto-adjust for you would be more expensive than the one with the buttons. I think the one with the buttons has an
0: auto-off, so the battery life's longer, and that's what the deal is. But uh, as far as RMRs go, uh, we're going to try this out. We're going to get back to you, and we're going to put it on a Glock. Uh, that way, we can you know run it and see what's going on. And uh, uh, have a little fun with that. So if you have any experience with Red Dots. And we're going to
1: put underpowered rounds in it. And if it jams, (laughs) we're going to blame the RMR on it. That's what it is. Uh, Glocks never make a mistake. Exactly. (laughs) No, but uh,
0: we could segue into that. But first, I want to say, if you've had any experience with Red Dots on handguns, jump on our facebook facebook.com slash gun show podcast leave us a message let us know what you tried did it work
1: did it not work are you happy with it listen if you haven't picked up by now we're just trying to interact with y'all more who we're, me all of us oh all of us everybody For, with here. all of them's yeah
0: yeah, uh, yeah we want to hear from you man yeah. we you know what i really like it when you guys message me and uh yeah so I wanted to thank you, those of you who did not And all me. of
1: our listeners, we, get, we do get quite a few messages, and all of our listeners never feel bad. We get a lot of people almost apologizing for messaging in. Don't do no. that. We want to hear from you. We, we like want to talk about it. Yeah, we like
0: it. We like hearing from our fans. Sometimes I have sure. to
1: talk to Scott and say, Scott, save that for the show. And then I come back like five minutes later, and he's responded to it. Yes. So he gets too excited about it, and I get and excited. Talks about it, but yeah,
0: that's what I do. So that's, that's what he does. But. So speaking of Glocks, and them never, never jamming. Yep. never, never, whoo, never so jamming. They work better than your mouth. They do. They're much more reliable. But I, I went, wonder if anyone just yelled, "That's what she said."
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but I went to the Glock armorer's course. I am a certified Glock armorer. Well,
1: I'm glad I gave you that Glock so you could practice
0: on it. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I took the course. Uh, it was exciting. Um, it, there was a lot of information there that, that, that got into the nuances of how a Glock works and why it works and how when it doesn't work, how to fix it. Okay. And why it wouldn't work and that sort of thing. Uh, we took apart the Glock like four or five times and put it back together f- as many times as we took it apart yeah because it was together at the end yeah and uh we learned all sorts of new stuff about glocks and uh, old glocks and new glocks and the the new slimline glocks and the mos glocks and all that sort of thing Um uh, and i want to encourage those of you who have the chance i know it's open to military law enforcement and uh ffl dealers uh i encourage you to go and take the course uh just because it's like, uh, it's good to know, man. It's good to know. And, and now I'm I'm excited about taking other armorers courses. Does it make sense?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. I'm kind of perusing the internet for MMP ones. I know there's an AR-15 one given by the great William Larson that uh, comes through town every once in a while. I want to check out. Um, so yeah, so it's like, uh, It's like good things to have. And the first thing, of course, I did was go home and take apart all my Glocks. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because you don't use your Glock in the class. You use
1: their Glock. That's good yeah I mean, it was, that, yeah that is a good thing
0: right yeah i mean these guns uh have been taken apart that's what and i mean put back together you. so many times they kind of fall apart when you go in the right sequence right and they fall back together when you go in the right sequence so when you're at home you're
1: like why like, isn't the spring
0: working yeah it came out so easy because
1: oh, the guy before me bent this that's why no 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 at no? home it's because oh it's so dirty no wonder it wasn't
0: coming out so, yeah, I learned a few more things about, uh, about Glocks and how they work. And I discovered, lo and behold, my perfectly functioning Glocks, one of them did not pass the uh, uh, the little test where you test what, what Glock calls the RSA or what, what you and I would call the recoil spring. Glock calls oh, it a recoil spring assembly.
1: I was thinking. What were you thinking? Round suspension <laughs> assessment. Exactly.
0: No, uh, there's a little test you do. You, you pull the trigger and you hold the slide down. You let up very slowly. And if, and if the, the, the the recoil spring assembly can't bring the gun fully into battery, you need to replace the recoil spring assembly. And I figured out one of my guns, which runs just fine, right. failed that test. So it's probably time to put a new – it's got a lot of rounds through it. So it's probably time to put a new recoil spring assembly in it, which costs like $5. Do you so want to
1: take mine and test it, make sure it works? <laughs> No, why?
0: Oh, actually, if you got it here, man. How many beers do I have to give you? If you've got it here, actually, I know all the the quick tests to do it, and and all the all the ways to to mess with it, and I can check the engagement. And the other thing that they taught me, I don't remember what was it they taught me. No, uh, yeah. So I also found out that I have a trigger spring in my Glock at the house that is the New York one, the heavier trigger spring. So I went ahead and ordered the standard tr- – and I've had this Glock for like 15 years. and didn't know it had a New York trigger spring in it.
1: And what was that New York trigger spring? It's
0: heavier? It's heavier, yeah. The the, the NYPD requested it a long time ago uh, when they were shooting Glocks. Uh, so it, it gives you a, uh, a a stronger engagement feel, which makes it a little heavier. But it But it kind of takes out some of the squishiness and kind of gives it a – a sharper break. If you can imagine right. the trigger pull being like a, a curve, it gives yeah. it a
1: sharper break. It's a it's a higher crescendo yeah. to a drop. Sure. Yes. Exa- that's exactly what they yeah. said in class. Yeah.
0: No, they didn't say oh!
1: that. Sorry. Uh, but <sighs> yeah, it. so they taught us all sorts of fun stuff. Then they're not reading the material I gave
0: them. <laughs> Go ahead. But yeah, I want to recommend everybody uh, one... Uh, take your guns in for, for preventive maintenance. Find a Glock armor near you. Ask him to check your guns. Maybe you need a $5 recoil spring to make sure right. to keep it running right. Uh, maybe your extractor doesn't work. You know, Maybe he needs to look at that. I
1: think Scott's plugging himself. Like, watch you get all these people from the, the... Yeah, just give me a call at 915-812-5555. I that phone number will be replaced with your actual phone number. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I forgot he could do that. All right, but, what, so what so, are you yeah, going to so do they, here? They, kind of, they can't see it, but kind of yeah. give us a visual of what you're well, going to they do they
0: teach you to visually inspect the gun to make sure there's nothing crazy going on, right? Like a cracked you know, like slide like
1: you, or something? Or, yeah, something, or something obvious, something obviously Bulging broken, barrel.
0: Or obviously, you know, uh, make sure that it's clear, of course. Uh, make sure that the, uh, uh, the trigger works, the trigger resets. Uh, make sure that the... Uh, that the trigger safety works. Uh, you make sure that the, and this is how you test the recoil spring assembly. You pull the trigger, you let it go very slowly, and it should be able to pull the gun all the way into battery, see? Nice and easy. So it does. So it does, that's great. And then you pull the trigger like this, and then you shake it. And you is hear that noise? Hear the, What is that? That's the firing pin assembly. You want it to be loose in there because if, you get, gunk, in. Yeah,
1: if yeah. you get gunk down in that firing pin and it's not and Here. it's not making that rattly Hold noise. Hold on. Listen. That's good. He's, yep, he's having too much did fun. You, did you get it off? I think, did they did. All? I, think okay. I heard it.
0: So if it doesn't make that rattly noise, your firing pin could be slow to strike a primer and you could have problems with gotcha. your gun maybe cycle. a light primer strike maybe too. Yes. Right? Yes. Oh, oh, there's another thing. Uh, you Check this thing because if you can pull down by the th- they call it the, the slide lock the
1: disassembly. Le- oh, okay. it's a slide lock, oh, okay. Slide lock, you and I think it's a disassembly lever. <laughs> lock says this is a slide lock. I yeah. thought the slide lock would be this thing right over no, here. No, 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 that's a slide. So catch. Stop. Oh, <laughs> everyone, <laughs> they just they, hey, they call it what they call it, you right? Can call it whatever
0: you want. So I if guess. this doesn't pull down, you can actually put the slide lock or what we call the disassembly lever in backwards, <laughs> and the gun will still work. Until you pull the trigger and go bang, and then the slide falls off the gun. What? See, the slide didn't fall off the gun. Well, okay, we're good here. You've probably never taken that apart. No, I. But am... you never
1: know when somebody
0: hands you a gun who's taking it apart. Exactly.
1: So yeah. So uh, so you uh, know what? Well, maybe not with a round in it, but it were a mag in it, but it could almost shoot that slide off too.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it what what happens has the potential is potential of just
1: messing everything. Yeah, up. what
0: happens is this doesn't grab that. What there's two things holding this slide on this gun. What we call the slide disassembly lever thingy here, which Glock calls the slide lock, and the actual firing pin on the trigger bar. Right. So so if you, when you pull the trigger, the firing pin goes forward, the trigger bar drops down, so the slide can come off if that slide lock's not working. So right, that's one of the right. things they tell you to check for. It. Anyways. Uh yeah, it was a fun class. It was uh it was quite uh, quite a blast, literally. Uh we got to take apart the guns all the way with just a Glock disassembly tool. And I'm talking mag release, uh all the pins. This is called the first pin. You didn't know that, but that's the first pin because it's the first pin that comes out and the first pin you put back in.
1: Oh, I always called it the A pin. No, no, first pin. No, I've never taken that pin apart. Yeah, we we talked about the Glock
0: safeties because we talk about the, everybody knows the Glock has no external safeties, but it does have internal safeties. And that's always been the Glock, you know, marketing. But now that I've taken this class, I know exactly what they are and exactly what they do. And they are, like they say, safeties. That's a pretty clean
1: glock you got in your hands there. It's not
0: bad. It's not bad at all. It's really quite clean, actually. Huh.
1: That's interesting. Someone services their, their pistol. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, mine was really dirty. when The I one thing that on. I've never bothered to get off is all the mud out of that side of the grip. What, didn't yeah, it? Oh. and yeah. a little bit like right over here. Other oh, yeah, than that, yeah, yeah. you know, no, oh, that's whatever. pretty clean. Yeah, that's. So and I did that mud test with you. Oh,
0: <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people can put this spring. Uh, this is the trigger spring. You can put Which that. Which is in, in the very back of the slide, and the gun will work with a broken trigger or spring. or back of the frame. I'm sorry. Yeah, back of the frame there. Yeah, it actually is is what controls the trigger going back and forth. Huh. In there,
1: but yeah, so uh, fun stuff. So, uh, so learned a learn, lot. Yeah, I was gonna say. So you learned a lot, and it's something that I'm assuming now you would recommend to anyone that if you owns have a Glock. access to it. It's not cheap. It's it's like 250 bucks.
0: So, but you know, if you just shoot your Glock and that's all you do, and you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you just shoot your Glock, you know, it may not be for you.
1: Right. Well, yeah, and I mean, if you own a Smith and Wesson or you know M and P only. You know, the, the Glock armor course may not be what you're going for. Oh, that's
0: true. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, they're, they're <laughs> you may want to get an MMP, you know, training yeah, course.
0: Yeah. There are MMP armors courses. Like I said, if you can get in these armors courses, I highly recommend it. I'm going to try to go find some more to make sure they're worth it. I've heard some good things about the MMP armors course. So I'm going to definitely try to get to one of those. And, you know, you can't go wrong with an AR-15 armors course no, and you semper can't. paratus arms comes highly recommended, so I'm going to give them a try. And, uh, hey, if you have been to an armors course, a SIG or maybe a Remington or something I haven't mentioned yet, and you want to give your feedback to us, jump on our Facebook, facebook.com slash gunshowpodcast, and leave us a message. Let us know what armors class you went to, whether you would recommend it, Maybe there's an armors class you took that you wouldn't recommend that you'd like to let us know about. You know, hey, we would appreciate the feedback, and maybe we'll be able to go check out those armors courses and uh, give you guys, the listeners, uh, some more feedback on those types of things. Speaking of feedback, John, uh, mad cushy props, virtual high-five, John. John sent us a message about a, the m key mod, MLOC versus KeyMod debate that we had? Yeah, yeah, that one we just talked about. Yeah, we just talked about that. And, you know, we were basically said... We
1: were basically said? We basically said... It's okay, it works. I'm not (laughs) editing it out, but it's okay.
0: (laughs) Thanks, buddy. We basically said, uh, pick one, pick a quality one, go with it, you won't go wrong. We hedged our bets saying that MLOC is probably the way of the future, but hey, maybe we're wrong. Maybe Kemod is going to be the new hotness forever. Well, the answer to the Mlock versus key mod turns out is manticore arms. Manticore arms makes a transformer rail that has little sections uh now we've all seen before the keymod and before the Mlock there was proprietary modular rail systems. everybody had one. Yankee Hill had one uh, Daniel Defense had one. Everybody had one. Yeah, they all had them,
1: but there was also just Picatinny too. Well,
0: it was just Picatinny rails. You bolted to their proprietary system. Okay. Now, when Troy came out with their, their line, the VTAC and the, uh, the TRX line, mm-hmm. there was kind of some proprietary only bolts to those things. Okay. Not Picatinny and not, not anything else, but it bolted to their, the only their rail. Right, now, right. what Manticore Arms did was took that idea but made panels instead of Picatinny rail sections. So you can still bolt up a Picatinny rail section, but you can also bolt up a KeyMod section. Uh-huh. And you can also bolt up an m section, which means that this thing is the most modular. versatile modular versatile. rail system offered out there. And we're going to just have to get our hands on one. Are you going to buy it now? Just go online and buy it. Okay. Just add it to your cart right there.
1: Well, luckily, our listener gave us the credit, his credit card number to use, I think. Well, Did he? G-
0: give is not the term I'd uh. use and not the term the court's like.
1: But uh, we're going to go with it. He let us borrow his number. <laughs> there we go.
0: Yeah, I think that's legal. Uh, so we're going to go check out this uh, Manticore Arms. And if you have any experience with this, please, once again, uh, facebook.com slash Podcast, leave us a message, let us know what you think. To wrap it all up, I want to thank you, our listeners, and I want to encourage you to spread the word. I want you to tell all your friends about us, the Gun Show podcast. They can find us on iTunes, they can find us on Stitcher, that we're all over the internet on things.
1: And we are our website at thegunshowpodcast.com is still up and running. You can scroll to the very bottom and find everywhere that we're located. We are also working on a redesign, which we hope to launch in the next couple months. So keep your eye on thegunshowpodcast.com for future updates.